Welcome to Highly Functioning, a show about exploring, understanding, and optimizing the mind from a non-neurotypical lens. On this week's episode of Highly Functioning, we talk about the importance and benefits of thinking in principles. We discuss the difference between thinking in rules versus principles, why we are taught or predisposed to using rules in shaping our worldview, and how it can affect our well-being. An important point that was touched on is the need to identify and challenge your principles in order to cultivate an integrated and rational mind. As always, thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcasting app. Follow us and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash highlyfunctioning. And if you like our content, consider supporting us at highlyfunctioning.ca. There you'll find bonus content, Q&As, and be able to provide direct input on how you can change the show. Hey, Winston. How's it going? Hey, David. How you doing, man? Weird. How are you doing? <laughs> Pretty good. That was really quick. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm good, man. Can't complain. I uh, got a new lighting setup going, so uh, I'm feeling enlightened. Uh, uh-huh. Bad joke. That was such a bad joke. Um, so <laughs> but, today we wanted to talk about concrete bound versus principled thinking. Um, and so there's two different ways in which people kind of are concrete bound, let's say. And I'm, I think they eventually connect, but you know, I'll, I'll outline both and then talk about the one I'm more interested in. So a lot of like religion, a lot of rules we get are like concrete rules. So like, don't lie. That's a rule. Whereas the opposite or not the opposite, something that's different is a principle, which you have to learn how to apply in a given situation. So like, don't lie. You don't have to understand how to apply it. You just apply the rule, but then there's exceptions and blah, blah, blah. And so that's why like, you know, the 10 commandments and things like that are, are concrete rules. And that's why they're not actually good guides. Right. Whereas in a proper philosophy, you have principles that you can think with and and that kind of thing. But, you know, leaving that framework aside, uh, you know, we might end up coming back to it. But the way I think about it is, okay, within an individual person's head and in, in, you know, when I think about things, do I think in principles or do I think more in concretes? And so I definitely think I used to always think in concretes. It was very hard for me to have any principles at all. And I do think that is related to, you know, whether or not I'm on the spectrum. Like, I think that's a typical uh, issue with people on the spectrum. It was certainly an issue for me. And so it was like, I could learn something and have a very hard time applying it in any other situation, even if it was just like slightly different, right? Um, Because, you know, oh no, this applies when I'm in groups of six to 10, but it wouldn't apply in a group of 11 to 15. And like, that's a pretty extreme example, but it's, it's it's that sort of sentiment. And I'm having a hard time giving a good example because the one example I really want to give, I like, I'm debating if I want to give it or not, but I'm interested before that, hopefully I can think of another example while you're talking, but what do you think of, um, you know, this, this thing I'm discussing? So I find that really interesting because I want to also see how you delineate between what is a principle and what is a rule, because in my head, the way that I think about it is... And I can relate because I had the same slash similar issue where someone would tell me, don't do X. Um, And any situation, I was like, that is a concrete rule. There's never, especially in my younger days, not so much now, but that's a rule and nothing supersedes that rule. Um, And that would cause me some issues. 
because I didn't realize that like human beings, there's like certain rules that apply, but you got to know where like the, the fringes are. Mm-hmm. Um, and right when you said that, the first thing that popped in my mind was uh, mathematics because I, I had that same problem where I was like, this question that I'm doing, I can't go and apply this question somewhere else because I will never see that same exact math problem ever again. And I didn't start enjoying mathematics till I started realizing that it teaches you how to think as opposed to what to think. And I was looking at math like what to think. And so anytime, if I saw seven plus two on my practice paper, I was like, great, I know the answer to that, but I know the question on the exam is not going to be that question. So it's like, this is useless to, useless to me. Right. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if you've had a similar problem like that, but um, I'd be curious to see, like, does that help you? Does that relate to what you mean by principles versus rules? Yeah, 100%. And that so immediately relates to the issue of like why people are concrete bound in their thinking. Many people struggle to think in principles. And I think I was just kind of that on steroids, right? As with many things, it's not like I think my mind is totally different than everyone's. It was just kind of, yeah, to the 10th degree versus the fifth degree or whatever. Um, That's not even a saying, but um, yeah, because when it comes to, again, like morality or, or how to approach the world, people think, oh, this is the rule. Let me just apply that rule. And they don't understand, okay, is there a principle at play that's, that's larger than that? And so it's interesting. I didn't have that issue with math because um, to me, math, like, I don't know. I was like, it was principles, I guess, is the way I understood it. And I always hated anything in school that wasn't principles. Like if we just had to memorize facts, I was like, this isn't worth my time. And I just wouldn't do it. Um, but I loved that I could have principles, but I needed to be like, it's like the thing I was good at was memorizing principles and knowing how to apply them. But if I wasn't actually given a principle, I couldn't figure out my own. And so I would just do concrete thinking in any realm. I didn't get principles. Um, and so it's really, uh, I thought of an example as to like a moment where someone So I have two good examples, I think. And I think a lot of the stuff, if you'll remember, maybe we didn't talk about it on air, but I mentioned I have this like list of all of these just like silly things I've done, right? And it's like, it's things that weren't quite normal that sort of like prove I'm autistic or whatever. And a lot of them are because I just didn't understand something. And so I just did it how I thought based on like concrete rules. And so There's two good examples, I think, that just kind of paint a picture. One was like as a kid and one was as an adult. So when I first started learning how to shower myself, my parents said, make sure you wash like, you know, your private parts and your underarms. Make sure you wash those parts. But they didn't say and wash everything else. They just said, make sure you wash those parts. And so that's all I washed for years, probably. (laughs) Or like, I literally had to, I had discoloration on my skin. They took me to the doctor and it was just grime because I hadn't been washing my whole body. I'd only been washing my private parts because I was so concrete in my thinking, right? And so like, that's a very extreme example, but that's actually what happened. Cause I like, there was no connection in my mind. Like, oh, soap cleans, I should clean my whole body. Like that's a principle of like cleaning things. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the it, whole point of going into a shower is not the rule is wash your armpits and wash your private parts. It's get yourself clean. Right, and there was just like that. Even that never even crossed my mind. Right, mm-hmm. 
And another example to show that it didn't disappear, um, you know, I was 24 or 25. And, you know, when I first got my credit card, my dad always said, make sure you pay off your credit card every month, right? You don't want to get credit card debt. And I got to this point where I was struggling because my credit card bills were like as high as my income. And so I was paying it off, but I couldn't catch my spending because I wasn't tracking it properly or whatever. And my sister said, why don't you just not pay it off in full one month? And I was like, you can do that. Like, it literally was like, that's also atrocious advice, but okay. No, but like just for one, like she knew yeah, my yeah, income yeah. was fine to deal with it or whatever, but it was like, just like, oh, I don't literally have to do this every month. And it was just like, it, it seems silly now, but it was my, like, it was like, oh yeah, how, how did I not think of that? But like, I couldn't, like there was not the ability to think of that on my own. So it was very concrete. And I think like these are very specific examples, like very um, delineated examples, but that same phenomenon applies to many people in much broader realms, right? Oh, they even learn sort of rules and, you know, rules about life or about family conduct or about relationships. And then they can't understand that, oh, this applies to this relationship and all relationships. Or it's a common thing with like politics and political views is, oh, I understand the principle of this thing related to this industry, but like it doesn't really relate to all of these other industries, does it? Because they think it's like concrete rules versus understanding the principles. And so it's kind of like, those are the two extremes of like not knowing how to shower and like, you know, how do I deal with abstract principles versus rules? And so here's, here's another example I can think of. And I just want to check my thinking to see if it makes sense. So is that similar to how, for example, in the 10 commandments, it tells you thou shall not kill. Um, and I would say that is a rule that it gives you. Whereas the principle that should be given is something more along the lines of, and I'm not trying to reinvent Christianity here, but um, something along the lines of aim well, to preserve human life. Because you and I, like there are situations in which you sort of have to kill, but that is in a term of self-defense. Like if someone has your, right, like yeah. has your family, like killing is okay. It is not, it is not wrong because there's other more, like it's a principle that you're looking to do. And technically speaking, you're still aiming to preserve life because it's the life of your family and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, exactly. Is that, a, is that a good example of the difference between rule versus principle? Yeah, I think so. And I mean, what, I don't know if I agree with that principle in particular so like libertarianism and, and objectivism have the non-initiation of force principle mm -hmm. so you should never initiate the use of force in any circumstances but mm -hmm. like that's a broad principle that's not a that's because you can apply it and you can say okay did they initiate force so then i can retaliate and you can apply that thinking uh you can think about each situation on its own Mm -hmm. um, whereas if it's just don't kill, it's like, no matter what, I'm not supposed to kill. And a good example, again, a, a kind of easier one to deal with is like, don't lie, thou shalt not lie. And it's like, okay, but what if someone is asking where my kids are to murder them? Should I lie then? And it's like, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, obviously. So then there's exceptions to the rule, but then how do you know when the exceptions are? And so it's like, no, like understanding, um, what honesty really is, is a much deeper issue, the principle of honesty and how it applies and when it applies and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. But I do think that's a good kind of uh, example of it on the 
on the uh, large scale end. But I'm, I'm really interested also in like my, my experiences and, and the, this phenomenon of like really struggling to do it on the specific end because I feel like everyone or most people have like some degree of issue and it's like at some point things get too abstract. Mm-hmm. And it was just for me, it was like very basic in terms of what was just too abstract for me. And so let's get into, because I'm already starting, my brain's already starting to fire in terms of where this might go awry. And the easiest place I think to point is the legal system, because our legal system or legal precedent, if I understand it correctly, is done as rules. And so that's where when you consistently start compounding rules and don't have all the exceptions basically outlined out, uh, which is very, very difficult to do when you look at a complex legal system. But um, I guess that's why you get some of these rulings that like, if you look at the the principle behind it, you can easily tell that that's wrong. Like they, they came up with the wrong result. But the reason for that is because as a lawyer, you're basically trying to exploit those rules as opposed to upholding the legal principles. Right. And, and I think that's kind of why the entire legal system in most countries, as I understand it, is bad now. Because they're not principles. They're just a bunch of rules that were instantiated or whatever. And so now it's impossible. Anyone can kind of like and that's how you get claim the loopholes and stuff like that. Because otherwise, right. if you looked at the principle, you'd be like, you just exploited this knowing that this goes against the principle. You should technically still be guilty, I guess. Right. And so the thing is that when you just have a bunch of rules and a bunch of dictates, it's really difficult to have any sense at all. And I think that same kind of if you if you think of how that would happen in the legal system, you just get a bunch of random rules and there's no unifying principle they fit under. So then you try and interpret it. They seem contradictory. Who's right? Who Who's wrong? That same exact process is what happens in a person's mind when they don't think in principles, when they're just told a bunch of information of, oh, well, this is how you should treat this kind of person. This is what you should do in this situation. If they don't have principles to help them organize it, their mind becomes as messy as the legal system. And every time they're trying to decide what to do, or I was trying to decide what to do, it was like trying to navigate (laughs) that and argue both sides and be the judge. And it's like, it's such chaos in the mind, which is why it was like almost easier for me to just only go by what I was certain was the rule versus trying to kind of figure out and weigh it. But I think many people, they have these kind of just random contradictory dictates that they've accepted at some point, the same way the legal system just adds laws. And then it's so hard to navigate. And that comes into really kind of like, the contextual nature of knowledge and like you really need to have an integrated you need to have an integrated system of knowledge in your own mind and in the legal system so that it all actually makes sense and there's no contradictions and stuff and most people don't have that and without that like thought process you don't really know how to act in a given situation especially in a situation that starts to Uh, borderline on like, am I doing the right thing or the wrong thing? Right. And that's the difficult thing is principles uh, let you kind of bring them into a situation, right? And your mind is trained to know that, oh, I should apply this in a situation. But because you're taught to think for yourself and understand the principle, right? When you're taught principles, 
you know, if you're taught them properly, you're learning how to apply it yourself. So you can answer tests on mathematics or whatever it is, right? Um, but traditionally, when you're taught rules, you're not, you're just, oh, why? Because I said so, or because God said so. So it's like, it's detached from reason. Mm-hmm. So you don't know how to uh, apply it or like abstract it out or whatever, or shift it around. So you just kind of get like locked down. And, and I think like, if I look at my own personal experience, I can see like issues with that. Like the first place is like, I'm, I'm not a non-religious person. So I'm, I wouldn't even say, I'm, I'd say non-religious because atheism and agnosticism has its own bucket of worms associated with it. But um, I would say I'm like non-religious. And that was one of the huge like internal conflicts that I had, which is like, growing up as a Catholic, I was like, there's these rules in place, but then knowing my own life experience, I realized this rule doesn't apply here, or it didn't, doesn't apply in this century, or it's just, it's just offered. They start contradicting with each other. And I go like, oh, like this is not something that's working for me, but because it's so tied to my identity with God and all those other things, it was so difficult to do that. Um, and it's the same way, like now that like my, I guess my brain's going crazy. It's like, I feel like that's probably why you have that weird, um, age gap when you're like when you turn 13 or when you turn a teenager and you start to really think for yourself, you start to like, um, you start to disobey your parents and start to do other things because you're trying to figure out your own rules in life because mm. your parents might tell you something, but then you're like, no, but they're, they're, they're giving me rules for like a century, like not a century ago, but like when they were growing up and doesn't apply here. And you're sort of like tugging back and forth. And I don't know if that applies, but like in my head, I start to think about like, those were the places in which I had the biggest dilemmas where these rules or these principles that I was taught as a child don't necessarily make sense. So I'm starting to act out because I don't know, um, I, I don't know how to, I guess, go forth in the world. No, I think that makes sense. And like in, an, in a rational, ideal society, a kid from a young age, right? A kid starts to kind of think for themselves, I don't know, four to six, like they start to think about things, something like that but then they're just told rules. And in school, they're just told the information and stuff. They're not like encouraged to discover and understand themselves. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, at some point, maybe it gets too much or that, yeah, something breaks when puberty hits and people rebel against that. But, you know, in a properly integrated little person, like that wouldn't happen because they just, I mean, I'm sure there's still issues with puberty and, and new information, but they'd feel like they have tools to deal with it already because they've learned how to use their mind themselves, right? Versus, you know, you're not taught to use your mind. You're taught to sit and listen to information and, and regurgitate it or whatever, right? And so we're actually taught in schools to have more concrete bound thinking. And I mean, there's apparently even more into like, even the way in which it's like discrete, disconnected subjects as if knowledge isn't an integrated thing, right? It's like, just memorize these geography facts. Now memorize these English spellings. Now memorize these math equations. And it's just like, oh, it's not How do I use geography and English together, right? Right, and it's not about how do I think? How do I start to understand these things? And so, yeah, it makes a lot of sense that at some point, you know, many people have a kind of rebellious stage in their teens because they're really trying to think for themselves. And then some people kind of like get through that and, and manage that. And some people just give up, unfortunately. And, and like, that starts to tie up some holes because like, I remember vividly growing up that for most kids, my, myself included, 
um, the hardest section in your tests was the application portion mm-hmm. because, and, and even for me, like as someone who was very rules, rules based or like, or, or thought that way. And I loved memorizing facts. Um, I love like knowledge section was, was a piece of cake. It was like always straight A's in the knowledge, but it was a, the application portion where you actually have to integrate multiple different ideas together. Or even like in math, when you had to explain how you did the math in English, it's just like, it was like, oh my God, like what the hell? Like this is, this is odd. Um, but I, I think that sort of uh, relates a little bit in that. Um, that yeah. And see, that's what seems to have made m- m- me a bit unique is that I was... I don't know, so concrete in my thinking or something that like, if I was presented a principle, I'd memorize it and be able to apply it properly, right? The same way I could apply a fact, like Mm -hmm. just like two plus two is four or this equation for physics works in this way. They both were stored equally equally to me. So Mm -hmm. I managed to get very far in life without actually needing to think in principles because I was so good at applying principles, I was told, right? So it was like this bizarre experience I had where I was very good at the principled thinking, but I was just kind of running a process automatically, not actually applying the principle myself, if that makes sense, which is why I didn't like learn in school. I could just kind of like do the tests, but not actually know the information. So I'm curious, what happens when... Cause I would assume that means like it sort of just figured itself out as lot once you started like understand if they're stored the same way, sooner or later, you must've started to figure it out on your own. Uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong there, but what happens when a rule and a principle that you have um, contradict, how did you figure out how to, which one supersedes, which one? Well, so that's what's fuck. That's what's really tough and what causes people <laughs> like lots of mental health issues, right? Often when people have issues, it is contradictions in their mind, right? And so if there was really a principle that was properly held in a rule, probably the rule would not apply because it would just be a rule that's you know specific to a specific situation. But like a lot of, if not all of people's mental issues, whether that's like severe issues. I mean, there are obviously neurological things. I'm talking about like, you know, a lot of psychological issues come from contradictions in people's thinking. And for um, like when I had my mental health break, it was a massive contradiction that just kind of like ripped my mind in half, like uh, because I didn't deal with stuff for so long. and so, so I'm curious, um, why do you think we overemphasize um, concrete thinking? Because is there a benefit to concrete thinking in some circumstances, at least how you see it? Or is it just, a, or is it just because of laziness that like having a principled mind is a lot more difficult than following a bunch of rules? Uh, so before that, I just want to add one more thing to the last thought process, because it's also why people are so scared of people who challenge their rules because they know that it's not a firm grounded principle and it's almost like a structure built of like it's like a house of cards and if you challenge this one rule a bunch of other rules that they that that was built on will collapse and so people get very scared of people who challenge their rules because they haven't thought of why these apply themselves with principles right and in terms of why people's minds are like this there's a few 
answers, right? One is philosophical and sort of like social, like people who can think for themselves are harder to rule. <laughs> Literally, like that's the big kind of uh, conspiracy dystopia theory, but it seemed like if you really think about it, it makes sense, right? We're taught to be like factory workers, basically, right? We're taught to listen to demands. Yes, teacher, no teacher. Um, Pick this up, put it there. Right, Don't go like, anywhere else. <laughs> as if you are always thinking for yourself, you'll question authority, you'll question what's going on. And you'll, you can see now what, like, you know, people really, many people want the government to tell them what to do. Many people want to just be told what to do because it is difficult to think for yourself, right? It is effortful to understand for yourself, to form principles. Because the actual, like, obviously you want guidance, but the actual, like, to on your own form a principle is very tough, right? It's, it's tiring. There's lots of information out there. How do I actually abstract out and understand what is the important essentials? It's very, very tough. It's mental effort. And so it's kind of like, I think it's um, a negative feedback loop, right? People don't want to do the effort necessarily, or it does take effort, but, oh, this person's just telling me what to do. That's easy, or it's actually, you know, it'll be, they'll push back against me. I know when I used to think for myself in school, I was always getting in trouble, right? Just, just do what the teacher says. What are you asking all these questions for? Like it's the, the stereotype of the kid asking why, 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 why? Well, mm -hmm. it's because they want to make sure they understand it themselves. They want to ground it in their knowledge, right? Principles have to kind of grow out of existing knowledge. And so if I, if I tell you a rule and you ask me why 30 times, it's because you're trying to understand how that rule that or that principle connects to what you already know. And you're going to ask until you go, okay, now that makes sense. Now I understand why, 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 why? But we're discouraged from doing that, right? And so I think it's, yes, it, it's effortful, but also there's people who don't want you to think for yourself, right? You're, you're bad cannon fodder, you're bad... Uh, you know, we've talked about automatons or, you know, people will call it zombies, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, it's easier to control something that has less, it's, it's easier to control something with less variability um, and thinking for themselves if you sort of act like a zombie. Right. And, and even like COVID's a good example. We're just told rules to do, right? And like, if you question the rules, you're bad. Mm -hmm. I, I, like, I can say, okay, no, I understand the rule might make sense. But I think this principle is more important than that rule. So let's see if this print if this rule fits within this principle. Mm -hmm. But people will be like, no, 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 follow the rule. You can't like, how dare you question the rule? And, and the problem like, is just the question. Like, you might find out that you're that you're wrong, and that it still applies. Like, the rule still might be okay. But even bringing up like, hey, let me think about whether this makes sense is like, no, like this authority figure gave you a rule. Uh, this is or the teacher gave you the rule, and therefore you should listen to it. And right. I think, exactly. Like, and and sorry, go ahead. And what happens, it's because even if it's a new rule and they've just accepted it, if you question it, you're questioning the authority that's given them all of their other rules, right? Or, or you've, quest like, you've questioned Don't their break process. break the house of cards, it's, right? It, mm -hmm. Exactly. It's the house of cards and it all uh, falls apart. And, you know, I think it's really funny because I can very clearly notice, like, you know, the shower example and stuff, how clearly obvious it was. But most people don't have those sorts of blatant examples because most people... For simple day-to-day -day tasks, they know the principle that applies. But like 
another example is like, I still don't know how to cook or clean or dress myself fashionably because mm -hmm. these are, I've always been told specific rules, but I've never been taught principles. So I just don't, I've, I've no idea how to do any of these things still. Right. <laughs> but, and so I can be very obvious about it and it seems like unimportant to me, but mm -hmm. for a lot of people, this same phenomenon it, phenomenon is like about like the most important issues in their lives. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why, like, I firmly believe that one of the hardest questions in the world is why, because uh, people are always afraid of why, like you get in front of, to try to do a presentation. It's like, careful. They might ask you why you, how, or how, or why you got to that answer. Uh, and that's the most scariest thing on the planet. And I can think about like situations where I see people who are very rules-based, like they, and there's nothing wrong with doing this, but um, like we go to school, we have kids, we, or we get married, we have kids, we retire, we buy the cottage and we die. Um, and like, that's the, that's the rules on how you live the life. Um, and sometimes when you ask someone who's halfway through that and you go like, wait, what made you think you wanted to have kids? Or like, why did you want to have kids? And they're like, what the fuck? Like, what do you mean? Like, that's what you do in life. <laughs> and exactly. like, any sort of prying, it starts to get a little bit awkward because they haven't thought about like, are we just following the rules of others on what they've told me to do? Or am I actually thinking about it? Um, and I'd be curious to see, like, does that have any does that have any relation to why we have so many? And I know there's a relation there, but like to what extent that applies to the mental health crisis that we have in that because we've questioned so much about what it means to be successful or live a good life, the, the, the effort that you have to go and put into your head to understand what your identity is causes some people the feelings of anxiety or feelings of not having their uh, quote unquote shit together. Um, no, so I think it's it's not the effort that's required. It's that it's, you know, 20 to 40 years of effort all hitting them at once because they didn't deal with it properly as they were growing up, right? So it's very much the the midlife crisis, the quarter life crisis. It's when they they realize, wait, why did I do anything I've done until this point? I don't actually know. I just did it because I was told I was supposed to. Mm -hmm. And that's what really kind of shreds your mind, right? Like, that's what happened to me. I was in a mental health, like, day program. It was basically the same for everyone there. There were some people who had had traumatic experiences, which is a different thing. But, you know, the kind of, let's call it, not to, you know, put, like, not to belittle it, but let's call it the run-of-the-mill mental health issues, anxiety, depression for most people. They come from this, this, fundamental lack of principled thinking because they were never they were never encouraged to think for themselves they were just told what to do and so they did and then what happens is there's a massive contradiction between what they did and what they actually wanted or they've never actually thought about what they wanted at all and so they have this massive split in their mind um and then it's okay i have to kind of for me I had to deconstruct all of my rules. And then like, luckily I ended up finding out like many of them were pretty accurate because I had always tried to be rational and rationality is what helps you find the right principles. Mm -hmm. But it was, I didn't know that at the time because I had no way to differentiate what was rational from what wasn't because I just accepted it all as rules. And mm -hmm. so I had to kind of deconstruct everything and then build it back up from, from scratch basically in a way that was like, okay, I understand this. I understand how to apply it. 
And I think like, like you mentioned, it has gotten earlier because I've even realized that like no one really says midlife crisis anymore. Like it's, it's quarter life crisis because I feel like we question it so much. Uh, so like, I, I, I'd be, I'd be curious. Like if you ask somebody like what, how much, cause sorry, I'm like going, my brain is like firing right now, going all over the place. But like, I, I remember hearing that saying where there was a simplicity to the way life used to be a hundred, 200 years ago, where if your dad was a carpenter, you were a carpenter. So you didn't have to think about these things. Right. And now that like everyone's been given a choice, it's a lot harder. And I think sometimes the conclusion that they come up with that is that like, oh, pick a simple track when the opposite is true. Like that, don't go back into the thing that caused you, that, that is wrong, that caused you this issue. Start thinking about things as principles so you can figure out, I don't want to be a carpenter. I want to do X. Yeah. Another um, good example of that is this idea. People kind of like romanticize their childhood because like, oh, it was, things were simple when I was a kid. Yeah, it's true. There was less, there were less variables. So you needed less principles, but that doesn't mean like you have to be miserable as you grow up. If you were taught to expand your thinking as the complex issues you deal with expand, you'd be able to apply it the same way. Your mind is more capable than a six-year-old's mind, but like they were able to deal with their realm and we've not been taught how to deal with our realm. So it's the same as, yeah, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 300... 10,000 years ago, life was pretty simple. Wake up, leave the cave, kill an animal, eat the animal, sleep, right? Pretty simple principles to understand, but like I wouldn't want that life. And (laughs) so it's about how do I learn the principles so that I can live, uh, you know, in the life, in the environment that I have now and and live it to the fullest. And personally, I can see, I I can see that as well, because I have a certain part of me that's going through that, um, where like I went the, the classic track of, like go to school, like even with my parents, like go, if you want to be wealthy or you want to do well in life, you should go to school and study hard. So I went ahead and did that. Went to business school, got a good job after it, like working on working in management consulting. Like it was, it, it was what you were told was the right thing to do as you went through university. So I was a lot more secure in university being like, oh, like all of this is working out the way that it should be. But now that I'm there and I'm realizing there's certain things where it's like, do I want to do this for the rest of my life? And it's not whether I like it or I don't like it. It's just me starting to think about these questions gives me some sort of anxiety. It gives me like, oh my God, like I don't know why I had done this thing. Should I have done the past four years? Maybe I should have. And like, I, I've talked to some friends about this. Like maybe I should have gone back and done, done an engineering degree because maybe that would have gotten me more. Like maybe I could push forward better or think better. Um, and I can feel it having issues where it's like pulling apart certain strands in my head about how I thought about things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think part of the reason that it doesn't affect me as much as other people is for what exactly you just said, where... I was doing parts of this um, while I was continuing to grow. So when I have part of my worldview being shredded apart, it's only small slices. It's not right. like the whole thing coming down. Like I had some sort of foundation in this house of cards. So there's still something left to build and it doesn't seem so treacherous. And it's almost, you know, I think this will connect to another episode we'll maybe do on like what I call like algorithmic thinking. Cause it's almost as if I was so concrete bound that it was just like, you know, when you have a graph with a million data points, it's almost a principle. It's almost, lin- it's almost continuous. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, I could, I could introspect and know exactly why I did everything I did. I didn't understand 
to make the decision, but I understood why I had made the decision, if that makes sense. So I, as I introspected, I could see all of the connections. I didn't know why I made the connections, why I thought these rules applied or whatever, but all of the data was there. So it's like I was more aware of the data because I had to pay so much attention because I had no idea what I was doing ever, right? If and it had a little bit of a ticking time bomb because the one rule that like in that like in that staircase of all of these rules that go on each other, if there's one that contradicts, it's like, oh crap, now I got to rethink this all over, all, all over again. A hundred percent. And I had made a mistake I realized when I was four. So it's like, uh-oh, big <laughs> error, right? Um, but We've the other 20 thing, years to, to go over. Yeah, it was not fun. Um, and the other thing that I think is really interesting when you talk about university and you talk about like you trying to figure it out now, I think that's what happens for a lot of people, but it, it's really interesting and it shows kind of the integrated nature of human psychology and of philosophy. Cause this talks, this touches on what another episode we did, which we could probably revisit as well, which is values, right? This Nate, this idea that there are just concrete rules that always apply is analogous to the idea that there are intrinsic values that university is just good. It's just good for its own sake, but that's not true, right? A proper value means a value to whom is for someone and for a reason, right? A value to whom and for what? And we're not taught, okay, well, what do I want to achieve? Does university serve that purpose based on my judgment? And I can take in more information to understand that, And but that would be a principled thinking. Okay, I want to achieve a value what in the full picture is the way to achieve that value? But we're not taught that, oh, university is good. Oh, um, not lying is good and whatever it is. So the rules like go hand in hand with this idea that some stuff's just good because God said so or because your parents said so or whatever. It's like, no, no, you have to understand, is this good for what I want my life to be? And so like it, it shows how like thinking or epistemology goes hand in hand with morality and values. Um, and as you mentioned that, like the problem is that sometimes these rules work for 80% of them, 80% of situations. So you just assume that like, oh, like that's good enough. Like that's a pretty good margin of error. Mm-hmm. And the problems become when there's multiple rules that work on multiple rules because like, like stats 101, right? Like you take 80%, multiply it by 10 things. And now you're, uh, you're, <laughs> your, your actual success, your success factor is like nil. Um, right. And I think, I mean, that's what life is, right? Life is very complex. There's many, many factors. And I think it's the longer, you know, they say that it's kind of like, you know, good to face struggles early on in life because it's that very thing. It's like, okay, I have some rules. They don't apply. I'm struggling. I need to like figure it out on my own. I need to struggle through it or whatever. And the, the longer you wait, let's say, until you have to apply principles, right? the more difficult that it will be because it's just, it's scary. You've not done that before, right? You've not thought for yourself before. You've not tried to understand what principles apply. And so the longer it takes for you to reach that first time where you really have to figure out what's going on and think for yourself, it's really scary. If I woke up at age, I mean, I woke up at age 25 and it was pretty awful. And there's some people who wake up at age 40 or 50 and they're like, how, what, what, (laughs) where do I start? Right? Like I also have responsibilities now and I also have, and so I guess it's, of course it makes sense. It's easier the earlier that you start because you have less, less shit that you've created or you've stirred the pot less or you've created less knots in your head for you to untangle. Yeah. 
I think that makes sense. Yeah. And so it's interesting because I really think like people can think about it's the same principle as me not knowing how to shower, right? Like it really is. It's just, I was very, I wasn't aware, but I was as a five-year-old totally concrete in my thinking in very obvious stuff. Whereas most people like simple stuff, they can think in principles, oh, shower, brush my teeth or whatever. Like I didn't brush my teeth for years because I didn't get what it was doing. So I'd have feelings all the time and like, but but like at some point people either let go of that or it gets too complex for them. And so I had like the benefit of like never being able to think in principles. So I was like somehow misintegrated more smoothly or something. But and arguably that's probably why you figured it out earlier, right? Like you can figure out something's off. Um, if like you're still going through life and it seems to be somewhat working out, like you won't notice that there's a underlying issue, but if you go to the doctor and like they take grime off of your neck, it's easier to, it's a much more explicit and visual reminder that you're probably not thinking straight. No, but the funny thing is because the con, oh, I need to think in principle when it comes to showering, right? <laughs> it wouldn't apply more broadly, right? And that's the example we, we don't have time to go into, but like there's a typical example of like, oh, let's say, you know, I, I'm in favor of the free market. And so it's like, someone will say, oh, okay, yeah, I get that we should have free market for uh, tech, but you don't think we should have free market for healthcare. Oh, I get that we should have free market for healthcare, but you don't think we should have free market for transit, right? And so it's like, again, it's hard people because even when they learn a principle applies in a realm mm -hmm. to then see, oh, does that a principle apply? A, is it a broad, very abstract principle? And so again, it was the same thing like, okay, now I get that I need to wash my whole body and like clean the whole thing of what I'm doing. But like then I didn't know that applied to my teeth. Right? Like, <laughs> Your car, clean the wheels. Right, exactly. The wheels. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny. Well, um, that's awesome, man. I know we were pushing past the 30 minute mark. Is there uh, any other things that you want to add onto concrete uh, slash principled thinking before we wrap up? I just encourage people to really think about it, right? Really think uh, about do I think in principles, am I concrete bound? Look up, you know, some stuff on this because it's a really important issue. Um, and the sooner you start thinking in principles, which is really the only way to actually think, uh, the better it will be for you and everyone else. And just to piggyback off that, I would say, think about if you already are thinking in principles, are they the right principles? And I guess to go based off of what you said, take those principles and apply them to different realms. See if they still hold up. Because if they don't hold up, you probably have a better way of checking to see if those are the right principles. I'll, I'll add one stipulation that's just important is there's this, uh, you know, some people think that they're, if they have a principle they think is true and it doesn't apply, then like somehow reality is wrong, right? And they just like paint these kind of sandcastles in the sky of like, oh, this must work. Uh, like it, it's logically perfect. There's no flaw in my equation. And like my principle is perfect. And then they see it doesn't work. And they're like, no, like reality's wrong, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, they only look at stuff that confirms that principle. Yeah, exactly. And the, and the most, and I, I see that we keep piggybacking off of each other. <laughs> but um, it's, the, it's the idea that just because something sounds good doesn't mean it's true. And right. inverse of that's true too. Just because it sounds bad doesn't mean that it's false either. Cool. Awesome. Thanks a lot, David.